Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another thrilling and hopefully informative episode of the Duo Sense Podcast. My name is Andrew Orozco, joined by my co-host, the mild-mannered yet mischievous, sort of like a curly-haired raccoon, Johnny. Okay. Okay. Hey, guys. (laughs) All right, Johnny. So today, we have three major topics we're going to discuss. Let's go ahead and get started with the first one. So a few days ago, this past week, this uh, I guess this would be the second week, second week, the second week, <laughs> the second week of February, we got the news that we got Pedro Pascal as our new Joel and Bella Ramsey, I believe I'm saying that right, as our Ellie. Mm-hmm. Now, you probably know Pedro more than you know Bella. Having seen the Mandalorian, having seen him in the, did you watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? Not yet, no. Okay, having seen him in the Mandalorian, how do you think that does that does he make sense for the role, or would you rather have somebody else for the role? I'd rather have someone else. I like his work. I just don't really feel like he fits Joel. But he's got that, you know, transferring youth from one place to another experience. Transferring youth? What do you mean? Yeah, he, he transferred Baby Yoda. From one place to another. Kept him safe. Delivered him safely. Okay. He has the experience. He has it in his resume. (laughs) That was an infant. Okay. But I'm saying, okay, like real talk though, like actor wise, like, do you think like, does he get the gruffiness of Joel across? Do you think? I don't think so. Who would you, who would you have preferred? Well, my preference was uh, Josh Brolin, right? Okay. Or Oscar Isaac. So Thanos. I like Oscar Isaac. He's pretty dope too. So Poe, Poe. Mm-hmm. I asked Oscar Isaac. I don't know about Oscar Isaac. I mean, I mean the look. Okay, yeah. Look, add the, some the gray. Add some gray hairs to yeah, him. Yeah, like have you seen him in? Uh, he's in Dune. You've seen that look, right? Oh, the trailer for Dune. Mm-hmm. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, he looks dope in that. Mm, okay. Uh, so I think he's able to capture that that gruffiness. Uh, Pedro just doesn't strike me as like that rough, uh, gritty guy, and he's just he's small, so it's hard for me to. Well, Oscar Isaac is also kind of small. I is think. he? I think so. Alright. Well, Josh Brolin, for sure. That's I feel like Josh Brolin's too good for HBO, though. <laughs> he's Thanos, Johnny. Yeah, he's Thanos, and he's Cable. He's also Apocalypse. Really? Oh, no, that's or... Oscar Isaac. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse. For DC? the uh... No, for the X-Men movie, remember? No, I don't remember that. You didn't watch uh, X-Men Apocalypse? Is he? Is that him? Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse, yeah. Awful Apocalypse, but okay. Yeah, yeah, that's... I agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's awful. All right, but Josh Brolin, why do you think he's too big for HBO? I think he's just too... That's. It's kind of like asking DiCaprio to do HBO. That's that's a good point. Well, maybe now because of COVID, it might be different. Maybe he might be, you know, a little more humbled because there's no... No one's going to the theaters right now, so maybe that may be different. But Josh Brolin, I could see that. Well, I was going to say Will Smith went to Netflix... I mean, his films haven't been that great lately, but he was on that. He's not, yeah, well, it's not his peak anymore. Yeah. He's not, this isn't Bad Boys, Independence Day, you know, that era, iRobot. Yeah. Exactly. What do you, how do you feel just by going off the impression of Bella, just by looking at her? I know nothing about her. Her, I've really only seen a couple images of her. It doesn't strike me as ugly. Why not? She doesn't have, because the freckles, no colored eyes. Ellie has this this vibe to her where she's very fragile but can handle herself at the same time. 
She's spunky. She's got spunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she'll like flip on a dime, you know? You know who I would have liked for this one and probably wouldn't fit just because I imagine she's older is the... I forget her full name. Daphne something. I can't remember her last name, but she's the one who plays... uh, She's in Logan. She's the daughter. She's the X-23. If you see her now, I think she could kind of fit that role of Ellie. Half of Ellie. At least the like the furious part of her. Half. I don't know if she could do the charming thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. But she seems like she would be like the survival instinct kind of character. So my my choices for her were gonna be Ellen Page, but Ellen is probably too old and Ellen is, is an Elliot now. Elliot. Yeah. So that wouldn't work either. She's just kind of boring. Like, uh, she doesn't project cutesy, and she doesn't project, like, I'll flip the shit on you real quick, you know? like Mostly the fact that Elliot is, like, at least 30-something by now. Yeah, 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 it might be hard to pull off. So uh, that And this is young Ellie. This isn't Last of Us 2 Ellie. Yeah, so there, there was that. It needs to be someone who's, like, that who can pull off 12 to 14 years old. So when you mentioned that, when she was too old, then I was thinking, like, how about uh, Millie Bobby Brown, right, from Stranger Things? I feel like that would pull you out of it, though, just because she's, like, in a lot of... too recognizable. Exactly. It would pull you out of it. Or there's a co-star, which I think looks very close to, to Ellie, which is um, Sadie Sink. Okay, you show me this picture of her. That, she's yeah. the redhead one. She looks very... She has that vibe to me. But does she have the acting chops, Johnny? In Stranger Things, I think Can she, she does well. She, she does a good job. So to be fair, I haven't seen season three of Stranger Things. I don't know if she gets into like duress or stressful situations. She does get featured a lot more. Okay. So you'd have to see that. Um, and then, I don't know how old she is, but Haley Steinfeld from Bumblebee? That's too, She's too old. How old is she? Well, she in Bumblebee, she plays like a high schooler, which is closer to like The Last of Us 2, Ellie. But do we know when this uh, when the series takes it's place? It's for yeah. Uh, Neil Druckmann has confirmed like this is like an adaptation of like the first game. All right. Like it's the storyline of the first game, possibly might bleed into like between first and second game. Okay, I'm okay with that. I really like that. So now we just have to wait for HBO to put the story together and see how it works. I'm kind of concerned. Do you want a direct adaptation or a heavy modification? I would want. I don't know if I would want a direct adaptation. I would want. I want Tess. Yeah, I, yeah. I want David. I want like those major. Who's David? David is the the, the 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 one that Ellie has to kill at the end. Oh yeah. You stab him three times in the back. Yeah. At the diner. I'm pretty sure they'll feature that heavily. The guy he's like played by Nolan North, I think, in the actual game. But yeah, I want Dave. I want David. I want like the whole like his whole crew. Mm-hmm. I want someone to play Tess. I would want. I always Tommy. I want Tommy in there. For sure. Those these are, those are like the five main characters. Also, who's that one guy? The one guy who you had to get the truck from. Do you remember Bill? Bill. Bill was awesome. Bill. Bill so was we're talking really about cool. we're talking about at least six main characters and then a couple of like you know guest characters on the side. But I, I want to focus on the virus a lot more. I want to know where it came from. The, the fungus, right? Yeah, the fungus, like how how it spread, where was it found, the first cases, all that stuff. I can't imagine that being... If it's the focus of the not, first game... Not like the first cases. That's too much intel. But yeah. I want to know, like... More uh, lore. A lot more lore. Yeah, like, I got you. From the, like, when they first see the clickers, all that stuff. 
I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I think that's, yeah, that's all I got really to say about that. Uh, I hope they can pull it off. They got the guy who did Chernobyl on there with Neil Druckmann. That's right. Yep. So let's hopefully it's not the case of too many chefs in the kitchen. I saw Chernobyl. It's it's good, but I didn't think it. I didn't think it hit the hype. Really, I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything about it. But if what I've heard is true, I heard it's like a really really well done like street like binging. No, it's good. Show. It's good. I just don't know if. Like, the way he shoots everything, the way the the dialogue is in Chernobyl, all that stuff is great. But I don't know if it translates to, to The Last of Us. Okay. I think I think they probably just went with the guy for Chernobyl, maybe because of camera angles. Maybe he has really... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the cinematography is really good. It is. And, like, the, I guess the whole panic and feeling of post-apocalyptic with the whole, like, nuclear reactor going down. I'm, I'm, those are the no, two... No, I trust him to do it. Those are the two things that make me think like, oh, this is why we we're going with this guy because he can pull this feeling, this vibe off. Yeah, I, I trust him to do it. I, I'm just not sure how they're gonna capture the action part of it. We'll see. Hopefully, I hope they don't do like the. I really hate when they do action scenes in movies and shows where it's too up close. You can't tell what's going on when it's like real close, like transform, like Transformers kind of. Kind of like with the shaky cams and all that. Yeah, where like you just see like there's action going on and okay this character's dead now like you know what i mean oh i i hope it's pulled back enough where you can see like the actual choreography so you want john wick style yes that, john wick yeah, style that'd be awesome. yeah. that's a good yeah you're right john wick does that perfectly where you see how each thing connects yeah, yeah. an atomic blonde i haven't seen that one but you did recommend well it's it the same me. style of the choreography but it was a boring the dialogue was boring all right we kind of strayed away from the last of us but we obviously this isn't gaming specific but it's more gaming adjacent because it's based off of a video game so that's why we that's why i felt it was appropriate and worth bringing up moving on to our next topic johnny this is one that you and i kind of like i think we're on opposite ends of this one the unreal engine or i'm sorry epic the people behind the unreal engine mm-hmm. had showed off a kind of presentation slash demo of their new I guess you could say character slash NPC generating software with this meta human stuff Uh where it's like very, very uncanny Valley approaching. Like you see, like they they, they showed like a trailer, right? And it's like, it starts off with the audio being like, I am this person. I can be this, or I can be you. And we see like this as a a black female and she's like speaking the words and like she, her face, her like wrinkles on her forehead are reflected. Her, they focus in on her mouth and the way her like lips move and everything. And then the trader quickly switches to an Asian guy who's mm-hmm. also continuing like where she left off. Different voice, but it's the same monologue. Again, the close zoom ups zoom up on the mouth and like showing how like the nose changes, like you can adjust the nose and like how everything's like on a I think the word they use is a rig, like a rig for like the mocap. Yeah. They show like all of these close up t- features. They talk about the hair, the grooming. And, like, how each of the strands... and so, It's, like, really in-depth. And now, from what I understand, this technology is mostly meant to kind of, like, speed up the process of not having to design NPCs and characters, like, manually. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's designed to kind of, like... What's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of like the... You know, you have a game where you can randomize your character? Yeah. It seems like it's like that, but on steroids. Where you can randomize and you can, like, choose specific things without having to start from scratch for each and every single character model. Okay. What do what did you get from that, Johnny? Do you think that what I'm saying does that sound right, or what did you what did you take away from the presentation about it? 
about these meta human like looking well i like it i i don't get why you told me that it's creepy it seems cool but the more i think of it i'm just thinking of a world where we have like deep fakes and where we have so much of this like advances so quickly in technology like i'm thinking of like how remember civil war like uh, captain america civil war yeah like remember how they faked the whole thing all about bucky supposedly being cause causing that bomb that went off okay at the embassy and it's like well that couldn't have been bucky because he's like he wasn't even there like he was like some other place but they like photo like impose like a like a like a mask or his face on the person who blew it up or whatever so i'm just thinking to me this seems kind of like i'm not really a futurist I'm not that kind of person. Maybe you are. Um, not there's anything wrong with that. But I just feel like technology is advancing faster than than laws and moral moralities you could say can adjust to. Like I think this this is a bit of a stretch. I'll admit it's a bit of a stretch, but I think of like human like cloning, like tampering, like making things that are not human but contain part human. Like there's things that are happening that are happening to it's more like Jeff Goldblum when he says like your scientists were so preoccupied with if you could do this, they didn't stop to think if they should do this, right? Is this is that seem like too much information overload? <laughs> like, no, I mean it seems like you're you're talking about just defects. This is about creating a character that you like. Like what I get out of it that I enjoy out of this is that okay, it's it's cool if I could create my own character and then take those characters in game. You know, like in Mass Effect. Right. So I kind of have like a stock set of characters where I'm like, hey, I'm going I'm to select this face and then this is going to be my main character for the next Mass Effect. Or I could just transfer it to any game that uses the Unreal Engine. I think that's pretty badass. That's really cool. What you're describing, it's like, it's in a different category. It's yeah, not, I get that. Like the deep fakes, I get, but this isn't for that use, you know? It's not... Well, because they're kind of making it like available to anybody who has the epic really has like the but unreal engine like like software like startup but everybody already has access to deepfake it's just a matter of just going on youtube checking out how it works what software it runs it's not difficult to access so okay. like that concern is if anything just a little bit late <laughs> i should be concerned about that before now <laughs> yeah this this epic thing is just like I guess because now it just seems much more accessible. Yeah, but I don't think this is the same like level. It's not. It's it's a legitimate concern, but I don't think this is that. Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah, back to the original point of why they like show it to us. Like, it looks exciting. It looks like it definitely looks. I can imagine this. I'm thinking of how Modern Warfare, the one that came out back in 2019, like. That game visually looks beautiful. Like, the character models in that game look insane. Like, even on a base PS4, mm-hmm. it looks like these people could be real. So now I'm just thinking, of like, with this, and if you have, like, a 4K TV, and you have the HDMI 2.0, whatever cable, the new one. Mm-hmm. I remember you and I talked about this a while back, where it seems like each generation with graphics, we get, like, diminishing returns. Because there's only so much you can do to make things look more real. Yeah. But this makes me think, like, oh, no, like... There is still more things to do to make things look more real. Like, so if if uh, if you could scan your face, if you could make a character in this program, or if you could just straight up scan your face, would you not put your face and play with your face in in Final Fantasy? Uh, no, not in Final Fantasy, because in Final Fantasy, that's more about the story about the characters. 
Maybe yeah. for like Skyrim, where like you're encouraged more to like role play as like a character you or make. Or like uh, Detroit Become Human. Again, no, because that's like a story game where it's story driven. Where I don't want to be like involved in that. This would be better for something like Skyrim, like I said, where you can like role play a specific character and you can put yourself into like a random like whatever story. Well, I wouldn't do it. Not because I think it's it's I just it feels a little too much like egotistical if I'm like gonna be Commander Shepard. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, it feels like too dirty to have like a file of your face out there somewhere. I thought you were gonna say. That too. It feels I don't like that idea. You don't want your face saved somewhere, upl- uploaded to the EA servers or something? No, but I do like that that idea where I've always wanted um, like future games to have more of a connection like to older games. Mm-hmm. The decisions that I made in Mass Effect 3. To actually I want matter? that save file to transfer over to Mass Effect 4, you know? Mm-hmm. I like this idea where I could create a character and then the character isn't just done it's not restricted to just mass effect i'm just gonna carry it over to the next game you know that's really dope um so kind of like this makes me think of when microsoft did the whole thing on 360 where you had like your little avatar character that would pop yeah, up yeah 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 do you remember that on the main menu uh-huh. or like on the, on the wii did with like the Mii's the the Mii's character i had like this little person avatar represents you across all your games and stuff all right that sounds kind of like this but way much but much more better <laughs> Or much better. I'm sorry, not much more better. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Much better. Okay. I just want to see what you thought about it because I just like... I mean, you kind of dispelled my fears a bit, sort of, in the sense that now I realize, like, oh, it doesn't even matter if I'm concerned about this because it's already way past that point. So no, that... you should be concerned. I... So now it's kind of like it doesn't even matter anymore because we're already past that. No, it's not that it doesn't matter. I just don't think this is for that. That other stuff, you could already It's do not it. for that kind of application, right? It's only meant for, like... The gaming and digital stuff okay maybe this isn't a good analogy but say you're worried about guns over here they're just making like super soakers don't trip about the super soakers like there's already guns out there (laughs) there's already stuff you should be worried about Uh i love guns by the way right pro second name but that's that does that make sense that it's it's silly not silly but it's ill-advised to be concerned about something that's being used for recreational purpose applications when something that's much more dangerous would be the better focus of my attention, is what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, we have our third topic here, Johnny. Six days of Fallujah. Now, allow me to op- preface this again, real quick with a article. For those of you who don't re- aren't really familiar, I'm going to go to the Wikipedia real quick. Pull this up. And you can hear exactly what it is. If you already know what it is, you can just kind of ignore this. But if you don't, allow me to educate. Six Days in Fallujah is an upcoming first-person shooter video game developed by Highwire Games and published by Victura. Originally, this was supposed to be published by Konami back in 2009, 2010, around there. Anyways, described by Highwire Games as a tactical shooter... It was slated to be the first video game to focus directly on the Iraq War. The game was originally slated, okay, for a 2010 release. That's what I originally thought. But it was canceled due to controversy, as you can imagine. The game was put on hold until 2016 after its original studio, Atomic Games, went bankrupt in 2011. The game's plot followed a squad of U.S. Marines from the 3rd Battalion. Sorry about that, my phone. 
swallowed by the uh, from the third battalion first marines fighting in the second battle of fallujah over the span of six days in november 2004 the premise of the game was a subject of controversy in 2009 with questions raised as to its appropriateness especially given the fact that the true events the game is based upon were recent at the time we've since then are 10 years further removed from that moment so i'm not sure if the time is still the same uh factor Apparently it's not if it's being revived, right? So 10 years have passed, so maybe they feel better. Back to the back to the actual uh, article on Wikipedia. It was originally to be published by Konami. However, in April 2009, a spokesman informed the Associated Press that Konami was no longer publishing the game due to its controversy surrounding it. In February 2021, right now, the game was announced to be back in development at Highwire Games, consisting of former Halo and Destiny game developers. Published by Victoria, Six Days in Fallujah is expected to be released on PC and consoles in late 2021. Now, let me go down to the actual controversy section here, Johnny. Pay attention. Shortly after the announcement of the game, Six Days was met with criticism by war veterans from the United Kingdom, as well as from a British pressure group. To counter the accusations made by critics in an interview with Joystick, Tamte stated that as we've watched the dialogue that's taking place after the game, there is definitely one point that we want people to understand about the game. And that is, it's not about the politics of whether the U.S. should have been there or not. It is really about the stories of the Marines who were in Fallujah and the question, the debate about the politics, that is something for the politicians to worry about. We're focused now on what actually happened on the ground. Let me move on to another piece. I'm going to go to this IGN article. Uh written by Wesley LeBlanc. I'm not going to focus too much on this, just get a little snippet here, because this is the part I want to talk to you mostly about, Johnny. The, the title of the article says, Six Days in Fallujah Publisher insists the game is not a U.S. Army recruiting tool. Okay, let's delve into the topic. Again, written by Wesley LeBlanc over on IGN, if you want to check that out. Six Days in Fallujah is not a U.S. Army recruiting tool, according to the publisher of the game, Victoria. Six Days in Fallujah is a tactical shooter based... Okay, so we already know that part. Moving on to... I'm trying to get to the, the heart of the topic. Uh, Victoria did, however, speak to over 100 Marines, soldiers, and Iraqi civilians in the making of the game. The U.S. government is not involved in making the game, nor are there any plans to use it for recruiting, Victoria says in the FAQ. The Marines, soldiers, and Iraqi civilians who helped us participate as private citizens, and the game is being financed independently. Uh, moving on, I'm trying to get to the next part I was trying to make. Towards the tail end of the article, it says, The U.S. Army has previously received criticism for its recruitment tactics in the video game world. After turning to esports, the Army subsequently halted its activities on Twitch. I don't know if you remember that about that, Johnny, but yeah, there was a lot of... I guess the military was has its esports team where it tries to recruit through uh, Twitch streaming. After it was reprimanded for sending viewers to a recruitment page allegedly disguised as a giveaway i remember this article a while back okay i skipped large chunks of the article if anybody wants to read that you are free to read that i just didn't want to read the entire thing because it's kind of like a wall of text so let's get back to what i was trying to figure out johnny how do you feel or what are your thoughts in terms of how now it's not illegal i mean if you're going to try to rec it's the same thing i think with most marketing campaigns you have a customer base, you want to meet a certain quota, you're trying to get a certain thing accomplished, so you can go through the most effective channel or means of doing that, whether it's movies, books, TV shows, video games. Mm -hmm. How do you feel 
about the U.S. military actively trying to, in a historically low recruitment point in time, to explore these different avenues for recruiting? Do you think it's kind of mis? Do you think it's deceitful? Do you think this is the right step? How do you feel about just in general these tactics? I'm pretty mixed. You know, I don't like propaganda. Right. We like our numbers are low for the military, so at the same time, it's like does it put them the, our country at risk? You know, we do need people in the military, so I'm I'm kind of like on the middle with that. As far as the way they they recruit people, like the Twitch thing, how do exactly they do it? Do they do it? They just like do they promote a streamer and then towards the end of that there's like so the streamer is actually somebody who will be enlisted in the military at that like either from the navy or the army i believe but they're just talking about the military on twitch so they usually i remember this when this happened it was a couple months ago they're usually just playing like something like like warzone call of duty or Mm -hmm. like fortnite or some other like multiplayer popular game and then like they're having a casual conversation with chat and then periodically they'll like throw in like a mention of like oh yeah this reminds me of my time when i was like you know in the military or like this reminds me of a deployment when we did this and this or like Oh, this this oh like I like this gun because it reminds me of my standard issue, whatever. So like they'll throw in like words in there, but they kind of the idea is to get people in interested, like oh, like oh like what are the benefits or like you know to ask questions about military life. The issue with that is probably just that age limit, cause or or how young you're able to be recruited. So if you're like eighteen playing on on Twitch. And then somebody comes up to you and tells you like, "Hey, you should do this. Join the military, whatever." I don't like. It's not. It's not that blatant. Like, "Hey, join the military." Yeah, but (laughs) that's the intent, right? Yeah. So I think if it's if it's through a channel where it's considered like entertainment, you shouldn't be reaching out to people that are still considered like kids. You know. Okay. So, so maybe if you're gonna do that, no, I don't. I don't see a way around it. Okay. Well, I was just thinking in terms of like, because it's kind of like how people aren't allowed, like the smoking tobacco companies, like you can't like put billboards in your schools or stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. You can't advertise on TV. They literally can't advertise on TV anymore. They're like regulated to like billboards and magazines and like that's yeah. it because of, you know, the harmful effects. So it's interesting to me how we have stuff for like tobacco and stuff, but we don't have like anything in terms of like. Like, it's okay that the military is allowed to, like, target, like, young, influential, like, easily, uh, not influential, what's the word I'm looking at? Easily influenced? You know, manipulated? I don't, that sounds kind of harsh, but basically very impression, like, impressionable youth. Like, people coming out of high school, not knowing what to do with their lives, not knowing, like, how to pay for college, and it's like, hey, man, like, you can join the military and just stream all, you know, stream all day, like, like, it's not presenting, like, an accurate reality of what that's really like. But from what I understand, for most of people concerned about Six Days of Fallujah is mostly the war crimes that occurred during Fallujah, the, the targeting of civilians, other killings. Are, are, a lot of the concern is that it might, that might get kind of like sanitized and kind of washed out and played down. And because it's a tactical shooter, a first-person shooter, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing from the... Hold on, guys. Sorry, that's my phone again. You're going to be playing from the position of a, you know... Someone with a rifle, right? You're not going to be playing as a regular civilian just running around unarmed. So the issue is mostly, A, are we far enough away from those events that it's okay to kind of, like, depict them in a video game? B, 
whether doing so is like respectful if they're gonna be like downplaying like imagine a shooter where you play as the nazis a world war ii game you play a, i know we hate world war ii analogies i know we do but it's fitting in this case because it's about a video game imagine playing call of duty where you play as like the nazis but like there's any reference to like the holocaust or whatever is just like completely just like not mentioned like there's no mentioning about anything about like you know eugenics or anything it's just like like man i'm a german soldier my country's at war i gotta do my duty Okay, well, I've seen footage from the game, and I think it looks interesting. It's, it looks like the, the... Can it be tastefully done, Johnny, do you think? Well, they're excluding things. People are getting mad because it's not the entire picture, right? Yes. That's kind of like the main thing. That's the main argument, right? Yeah. And also because it's being used as a, as a recru- recruitment tool. Unofficially. But, like, they do this in Hollywood, and they don't get shit for it like they should. Like, as much as a military gets, and the military should get for it, but why doesn't Hollywood get that type of heat like we were talking yesterday with disney filming mulan next to a concentration camp right right so what the fuck is that like why is that people are just gonna forget about it and go ahead i think the differences between that between film and video games is that one's a passive experience and the other one you play a more active role in the experience like, if you leave the controller alone, the game's not going to play itself out. You know what I'm saying? Say it again? It's, one is a passive experience. Viewing a movie mm-hmm. is, is a passive experience. You don't have any direct input on what's going on. Whereas in a video game, you do have more active input into what's going on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like the game's not going to play out itself if you just leave the controller down. You have to do the shooting. You have to do the input. You have to be an active participant. Uh, I, see. I see what you mean. In what's going on. But then, how is that different than COD? Call of Duty. It really isn't. But COD, for the most part, has fictitious situations, not based on actual events and stuff. Usually, uh, a lot of the storylines are based in facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, the the, the lines blur a bit there. Yeah, like if we're talking about, like, I'm talking yeah, about I mean, modern. They do take liberties with ha- what happened in COD. And, I mean, in Call of Duty. Right. So, they, they do switch the storylines and some of the characters. Uh, to be fair, Call of Duty has gotten flack for this already. Where they had, like, the highway, of, the highway of Death thing that's in Iraq. They featured that. But they... Uh, in the game, they attribute the massacre to Russians. Where, in real life, it actually was caused by Americans. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Activision has already taken, like, steps to kind of, like... Oh, like, we'll kind of sidestep this. And kind of add, like, you know, fiction to kind of get further removed from the actual incident. All right. Okay, but I don't think, like, a lot of people, like, I'm not very familiar with, with Fallujah and all that stuff, right? Okay. But it does put focus on it. So if a game comes out, people could look at it and then have interest in that whole situation and then realize, like, oh, this is how it really happened. So it shines a light on something that a lot of people aren't aware of that's important. Okay. You know, instead of just burying that entire thing. So I think it's probably going to be more productive if the game came out because people would learn about it. Okay, so lastly, lastly, do you feel... This this happened in 2004, so this is like 17 years ago. How far or how close do you think it is appropriate to be to an event to be to start like writing or to start like depicting it in terms of like a like i'm thinking of when the whole when they got when they got uh bin laden right mm-hmm. yeah almost like a year after immediately we had like zero dark 30 we got like uh the, the green zone we got like all these movies about like the events that happened there for a video game that's based off of a very like tragic very mismanaged event this second war fallujah 
do you think now is the time? And if so, do you think it's do you think at all it's coincidental, or is it on purpose? It's during a time of low recruitment. Like, do you think there's there more? Is there more going on beneath the cover, so to speak? I just think it's a little more coincidental. Like we've been low on recruits for a while. I don't know if they how long. There's there's a Call of Duty every year, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what do you think about the the timeline? Do you think it's is it too soon or seventeen years like enough? Oh, I think it it depends on how much fiction there is. Like the stuff that comes out at the beginning, like when there's a tragedy and it's based on like heavy fiction and mm-hmm. they take a lot of liberties. I think that's fine, but uh, I think like nine eleven, there should be some time where things really settle. You know, the dust kind of settles and then people are able to come out like. Like we wouldn't have known this like five years ago, you know. So the more facts you're able to give time to to marinate, then you can go ahead and do it. But I, that just requires time. You remember how we? I used to work at the video store, right? We had a family video store. Yeah. I remember, I think around 2006, a whole like slew of like 9/11 movies started coming out. In 2006. Around there, yeah. And I remember there's the one with Nicolas Cage where he's like a firefighter on that day. There's, like, another one about the flights that crashed. Also, what I think is important if, if it's, like, a personal story. Like, if it's 9-11 and then next year a story comes out and it's very personal, like, a firefighter did this and that, and, you know, he end up getting, like, lung issues because of the, the fucking asbestos and all that. That's super personal. That's not very political. So that I'm okay with. Yeah, that seems like that's like their intention with the game from what the developers said. Like I said, we got we have these stories from private citizens. Now they're private citizens, right? Yeah. Now cuz you know it's over and all that. And like this has nothing to do with the US government. They said this is just the stories about these people who were there that and it's like a personal thing from Iraqi civilians as well as soldiers and marines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're definitely that's like the way to kind of dodge or kind of sidestep a lot of the issues. Like, no, this has no political. This isn't for political purposes. This is just to tell a story. If there's politics involved, then there's politics involved. You know, surrounding the events. That's something else, right? That's kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw the game, I did get that feeling. Like I felt when I was looking at the soldiers going down those corridors, down the mm-hmm. halls. I felt like, oh, this is a personal story. These individuals. It's like their account of what happened. So that caught my my interest, my attention. It just makes me think then. So what really matter? What really is going to matter in the end is when this game eventually does come out. Is how what is the tone? How is it presented? Yeah. If it's done tastefully, well, I guess only then and and then only will we be able to like definitively say this is a piece of art. This was done tastefully, or this is just you know propaganda. U.S. you know how go USA kind of thing, right? Yeah. I don't know how relevant this is, but I I don't think you know like David Goggins, right? I know Walter Goggins. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's like he's an actor. But uh, David Goggins is a fucking badass, right? He joined the Navy SEALs. Oh, okay, it sounds familiar. He joined the SEALs and then Rangers. He was trying to get into Delta Force, whatever. But you look at this guy that that just created. He embodied himself with like badassery. And to me, when you look at Goggins. It's kind of like a pitch for the military. You look at that guy and you're like, fuck. Like, He's like the li- live, living, breathing embodiment of the military. Yeah, like you look at him and you're like, I want to be a fucking ranger, you know? So that's a recruitment tool. But at the same time, you're looking at Goggins and you're like, oh, that's just strictly a, a personal story. So might not that game kind of be the same thing as Goggins if they're very focused on the personal level? 
I guess so. That's that's a good point. Maybe. We'll have to wait until the game comes find out to know for sure. So those are our topics for the week. Uh, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, enjoyed them. Moving on, just real quick. Johnny, I haven't seen you since last week. A lot of games have had. We play a lot of games since then. What have you been playing since this so far? What's what's been on your schedule? I mean, that schedule. What's been on your, what's been in the disc drive on the old PS4? I've been kind of all over the place. So, last week I had you play the demo for Little Nightmares too, right? Yes, you did. And you played it, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think?" And you're like, "Oh, that's cool." So I'm like, "All right, okay, whatever." And then a week passes by, and he's you're like, "Hey, Johnny, I." I purchase this game if you want to play i'm like okay like because when you give me that impression at the beginning so i'm like I... so the funny thing is yeah after i played the demo last week was i kind of like even though i left later on like for some reason the king the game kind of just stuck with me in a mm-hmm. way where like i i didn't have an immediate reaction to it. I'm like okay that was all right that was whatever but like in the background of my mind my game my mind kind of just like lingered on it a little bit more okay where i was like huh like I wonder what happens next. Like, what's cool? Like, what's where did this character come from? Like, the character you—I I still don't even know what the character's name is, if it has a name. Okay. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. And then just a few days ago, I saw like it was finally added to the PSN store, and I was like, oh, it's out. I'm like, it's not—it's nowhere near as expensive as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. So I like click on the trailer. I saw a trailer where it showed like more of the stuff that happens later. I'm like, okay, like I'm in. The trailer, the trailer sold it for me. The trailer it's got plenty up, of action. Right? A lot of action, a lot of really weird, messed up stuff. I'm like, this is cool because I've been. I just recently finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, and that's like a sixty plus hour game. Yep. Before that, I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. That was like an eighty plus hour game. Like I'm in the mood for something that's kind of short and sweet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, let me. Tr- I want to. I want to see more about Little Nightmares too. I've never played the first one. Like. I don't even remember the first one existing, but I saw it on the PSN store and I'm like, let me get into this. And for those of you who have not played the game or even seen it, this is how I go. I would pitch the game to you. It's a Tim Burton movie. So like nightmare before Christmas, uh, we call it, what's the other one with uh, Coraline. It's like that mixed with little big planet. To me, it was little big planet mixed with resident evil and no zombies. I wouldn't go that far because, for one, the game tries really hard not to. It doesn't have an M rating, I believe. Well, the, the atmosphere game, is Resident Evil. It the atmosphere like, is very Silent Hill-ish to me. All right, Silent Hill, yeah. It feels like it's like a it's a very it's playful but very perverse. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where it, like I said, it's like a Tim Burton movie meets Little Big Planet, where you're basically you don't really have attacks or weapons. You have to use the environment. You just jump, hide. And occasionally you might be able to pick up something that's going to like break or you're not going to be able to carry it with you. Mm -hmm. For the most part, the atmosphere is very unsettling and it becomes very much more unsettling as you progress through it. Johnny, have you already met the the lady with like the really long neck yet or no? Not yet. Okay. By far one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in a game that did not involve like blood or like mutilated corpses. All right. That that she's like the second level, that second area you just got to, I think. Mm-hmm. She's like kind of like the guy in the first one who's like with the shotgun for the first portion of the game. Yeah, she's like that character, right? I'm I'm assuming at this point each area, each major area of the game has like some character attached to it. It's like you're you know the villain or the antagonist. Okay. 
the game is very much you just exp- like kind of 2D-ish side-scrolling, exploring like vacant areas. Like there used to be people here. I don't know. There's a lot of clothes lying around all over the game. Plenty of puzzles too. There's a lot of puzzles. It's, it's very 2D-ish puzzle. It's, it feels like a very well-done Little Big Planet game. Like somebody took Little Big Planet and was like, yeah, yeah. let me pour resources into Little Big Planet and make like a really messed up you need to see a therapist kind of game yeah so if like if you created in little big planet but you made a silent hill theme exactly exactly you just didn't have blood or gore and it's just all like everything's left up to your imagination i really wish that option was there for a little bit of blood i guess it would make the game a little darker but i kind of like how a lot of things are kind of left up to your own like imagination Mm -hmm. like where you just see like bodies are like rotting somewhere and it's like what happened here? Like, you see little on? bodies too. Little those. tiny bodies. Yeah. And that actually makes more, a little more sense when you go further on. You'll, you'll start to see that. You're not there yet, Johnny, but you'll get there. There's like, uh, you'll see. That'll make more sense. Uh-huh. But there's like, uh, it kind of has like the War of the Worlds feeling. Like when the, remember when that alien starts zapping people and just leaves clothes behind? In the latest one? No, I don't. War of the Worlds? You remember that movie? I the Tom remember, Cruise movie. I remember the, watching the film and I love it, but I remember that portion. Okay, in the film, like when they finally start like actually abducting people, they like zap people, uh-huh. like they like disintegrate them, but their clothes is like left behind. The clothes gets like dropped. Right. This game has that feel where there's like a lot, there's a lot of clothes everywhere, and just it makes you wonder like where are the people? Like their clothes and their products and stuff they left here, yeah. But where are the actual people? So I do have an issue with the game, and it's the same issue I have with Little Big Planet, where the games, the controls, you're kind of fighting the controls a bit. They're not the tightest. That seems very intentional. I get you, though. Like, when I try to grab something and it won't grab it, it grabs something else. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it feels, your character feels a little floaty when you move around. Yeah. Very much like a sack boy does, like, in Little Big Planet. Yeah. And I, like, just about, not all the time, but I'd say about 20% of the time I'm fighting, I'm fighting against the controls trying to do something. Like, this should be very simple. Yeah. They're not awful, but I, I get you. Sometimes I'll, like, jump in a crevice and... I'm having to jump up. And yes. Up just to or like that first up. jump doesn't work. And then like, okay, let me jump again. It's like, okay, there it goes. Like mm-hmm. the controls aren't the tightest, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And it's like about 30 bucks. So like if you're, I've, I'm about five hours in and I believe there's five or six chapters. So I'm at least halfway, if not shortly less than halfway. Well, there's still a lot of collectibles in there. Cause I think it, it goes all the way up to like 15 hours if you get the collectibles. I, yeah. When I went into chapter selection after I was like, okay, I'm done for now. Like, Oh, let me check chapter selection. Like it'll tell you under each chapter, like how many hats you you have out of, I'm looking for all the damn hats, dude. I've only found one. I got the little raccoon hat. Yeah. That's the one I found. <laughs> I got, uh, the hard hat, the yellow hard hat. I haven't seen that. And that's where I'm at right now. And it was upsetting too because I checked like the second one, like the one that I told you about, the one you're on, and it's like, oh, you have like zero out of four. I'm like, what? You mean there's four hats? Like I don't have a single one. And there's also like these other things too, like these like uh, interactive moments where like you approach something that that dissolves, like a person. The yeah, the little figures. That counts as a collectible. What is that though? And I don't know what they're called. I'm trying to remember, but I have like one out of like five for the one that you're at. All right. And before that, I have like one for one, like the first level. I have the one for one. There's only one, and I have the, that's the one I have. You get the one under the cave thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. What What else have you been playing? Uh, I downloaded, <laughs> I downloaded Metal Slug Anthology because it was on PSN store. It was on sale for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the Metal Slug games. I've Josie and I, Josie, your brother and I grew up. You too, I guess, to a certain point too. You right? You kind of grew up 
playing Metal Slug at the arcade. Before your time, Andrew. Before my time? Mm-hmm. You've been playing Metal Slugs before me? <laughs> yeah, since uh, second grade. Okay, that definitely predates me, because I would have been, like, in kindergarten. I definitely wasn't playing Metal Slug in kindergarten. All right, well, there's that. I've been playing Monster Hunter. Uh, you let me borrow Monster Hunter. I'm trying to get Johnny to Monster Hunter. For the life of me, I cannot get into it. It's Boo. not. My biggest gripe with Boo. it. My gripe with it is that thing in Final Fantasy where you make contact with an enemy, like with a sword or whatever, and they behave like they're a rock. And it's a lot of like, uh, like a bullet sponge, but now it's like a blade sponge. Are you making sure to sharpen your weapons? All the time. Okay. All the time. Because like, it sounds like your weapons are just dull at that point if they're not doing anything. So you're telling me to get to the second like second or third where there's like the The desert. Wild Spire Waste, yes. So, the um, desert area. If I if I play half of that and I'm not into it by then, I'm just probably going to give it up. I can't believe you, Johnny. There's a reason why that's Capcom's best-selling game to date ever. That doesn't mean a whole lot, though. And that does mean a lot. That means that a lot more people found it more captivating than any other Capcom game. They sold a bunch of uh, Wii U's. I don't care about the Wii U. The Wii the U. Numbers aren't that relevant. Oh my to god, Johnny, the Wii U. Oh, the Wii U. I'm sorry, I'm talking about the regular Wii. No. Like, no, the Wii U sold like crap. What are you talking uh, about? The, the, Wii, the Wii. Even the Vita sold better than the Wii U. Okay, let's go with the Wii. Like the it Wii's means awesome. like, hey, pay attention to that. But it did. I did, and I'm like, it ain't got what I want. Okay, motion controls aren't for you. You don't understand the appeal of Wii bowling, like Wii boxing. Controls. We did Wii boxing. Wii archery all the time. Smash Brothers. I would do it. I'd lay you out on Wii Boxing. Your cardio was not. That's probably true. I don't was remember. was not on par with mine. I conveniently don't remember that, so that's so, probably true. But I got into it. Dude, Fair we enough. Would, we would break a sweat to that game. We would break a sweat. Definitely. Pun intended? Of course. <laughs> uh, and then I've been playing. I've been playing more Fortnite. I actually got back into Fortnite because of you, kind of, in a way. Yeah, I've been playing more Fortnite. Uh, I'm not sure why. Probably because it's a slow gaming season. There was somebody who I follow. Uh, her name is Zombie Kills, and she tweeted out. Uh, I saw this like in the last week. She said, "I would definitely play Fortnite if there was a dedicated mode where they took out the building, because I hate the building aspect of Fortnite. I I can't build to save my life." Well, there's modes in the game where they limit you a lot. Is so there modes where they take out building? Not entirely. Okay, but well they they, they, but they restrict you on the materials. I feel, I kind of feel ashamed to say I kind of like in Fortnite right now. There's nothing wrong in saying you like Fortnite. What I'm, what I'm, what really got me recently is that I'm a sucker for like customization. And oh, creation. the skins and everything. Well, no, like. Oh, you mean actually like, like laying out like, oh, okay. Like they have the creative. So I went into like. A, it I makes mean, perfect sense given that Johnny's background is architecture. That actually does make sense. Yeah. That you're into that building aspect. Yeah, so I went into creative and I was like, wait a minute, they got like all these islands and I could just make my own town. So I started doing that. I got this like whole uh, military alien aircraft base thing going on. Like an Area 51? Mm-hmm, kind of like that. And it's a, it's a canyon. So it, it's like one team on one side and one on the other and they got to get across, but it's hard to get through that canyon. That was the intent. Like everything spills into the middle kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And if I can, I, I don't know what the mechanics are, but I think there's capture the flag in that. So I'm going to have to give Andrew a few lessons on building so we can battle it out. But just right now, I'm just, I'm just kind of just done with like the very long, epic games that have like take way too many hours. And well, so, you, you, that's why little nightmares too seem to me like kind of like okay something to kind of whip my appetite for like something a little different a little shorter experience a more refined condensed experience hmm. 
So are there any more games you uh, played this week that you enjoyed? I mean, other than COD, where I always I pretty much play a lot of Call of Duty. But other than that, no, I've just been playing Little Nightmares too. I just started that like yesterday, literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I ended Yakuza at the start of last week. So in between... Andrew, what do you have in these jars? So I came up with this new segment called The Pitch. Now, that's P as in porcupine. You didn't mishear me. Pitch, not not the other one. Wait, is your game called The Pitch? It's just called... The segment's called The Pitch. Oh, okay. The Pitch is I have these two jars, these mason jars in front of me. In each of these jars, there's paper that's rolled up. Mm-hmm. One jar... Contains a list of video game genres, RPG, fighters, racing, first-person shooters, so on and so forth. The other jar contains themes such as World War II, Asia, okay. Haunted Mansion, space, etc. Johnny is going to choose one paper from each of these jars. And I want him to give me the pitch for a game based off of his selection. Now it's completely random, so he has no choice he doesn't get to play it to his strengths. So are you gonna make it make a pick two or you're gonna pick one from each and you're gonna read it to me and then I wanna give you a little time to quickly come up with immediately as fast as you can, improv, come up with a pitch for this game. This hypothetical game. And then at the end you can tell me who you ideally would want to work on this game. Okay. Got it? I'll try to make this quick. Here you go. Because I have no idea what Alright. Don't don't try to peek, don't try to look. Just get one. That's one. That's the other one. I'll try to peek. They're folded on purpose so you can't see. All right. So, Johnny, t- what are your selections? All right. Let's see what you got. Fantasy. I'm not good with fantasy. Okay. That's the setting. That's not the genre. That's oh, the setting. I'm not good with fantasy. So, that's kind of like Lord of Rings. And racing. A fantasy racing game. Okay. That is not. All right. I fell off of racing. Fantasy is like Final Fantasy. Right? Give, give me, give me Cloud and Gran Turismo or something. <laughs> Cloud and Gran Turismo. Well, help me out with this. What, what is this? It's fantasy, fantasy like Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter. Like it doesn't have to be Asian. It can't. It doesn't have to be Final Fantasy. It can be like Little Red Riding Hood. Fantasy is a very. I made it broad on purpose to give you kind of more leeway. What are games that you know that I like that are fantasy? Does Mario count? Like Mario looks kind of fantasy. Nah. Okay. Um. I'm heavy, like heavy sci-fi. You see, if you got the sci-fi one, that might have been helpful. But since you didn't, you got fantasy and racing. You got a horse fantasy. True fantasy setting. Yeah, I'll give you that. I can't put Kratos in a NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Kratos now, like in a full like sponsorship. Eminem and. Snickers. And it's just like his head with the tattoo. Like, it's the only part that you can see that's like him. He's just throwing <laughs> throwing a millionaire at the cars. <laughs> Alright, dude. Just because it's racing doesn't mean it has to be like Formula One or NASCAR. It could be like Mario Kart where like you're really attacking other cars and trying to win. Like Twisted Metal. Think of it like that That's way. not fantasy, is it? No, I'm saying like it can be vehicular combat. But you still have to be in first place at the end. Well, that's the only option for me because I, I really want Twisted Metal. So we'll do... How would you sw- apply the fantasy element to it? That's the hard part because like, my car is going to fly. <laughs> I do, am I racing magic carpets? 
What? It's whatever you want it to be, Johnny. It's whatever you want it to be. All right. Racing fantasy. Can I roll roll this again? There's no re-rolling. If you want to re-roll, yeah. try next week. You know what? You you pick one out. Pick one out. <sighs> okay, fine. So I can brainstorm this. Okay, I have one. It's going to be my dusty file. I have another one. So I got... I, got, I went with Asia as the setting. And I got music slash rhythm. How are you going to describe this? This isn't that hard. Music, rhythm, and Asia. So like, I would just make like... instead of It'd be like Guitar Hero. Or DDR. Or, DD, or DDR. But like instead of guitars, you're using like... A Japanese flute, maybe like. like so what are the mechanics? You're gonna buy flutes. Plastic, plastic flute, plastic flute peripherals that you just push the buttons and you get like blow in through the whole time. Uh huh. And, and a gong. We'll call it flute hero. No, that's. Yeah, gong yeah. hero. No, that's you're just hitting the same thing over and over. I don't think that's really like a instrument. Okay. Okay, I got it. It's a music rhythm game, based off of J-pop. It's like Japanese music, so it's like Hatsune Miku. If you know what Hatsune Miku is. I don't. Okay, Brian, if you're listening, Brian knows what I'm talking about. Kutsune Miku. Hatsune. Hatsune. Miku. Miku. you never seen the Sega girl with the green hair, the two pools? Yes, I have. That's Hatsune Miku. That's a character. Uh-huh. Her game is a rhythm music game where you hit the buttons in correspondence to what she hits, and it's all Japanese music. So my pitch is basically just that with a different character. That's too easy. Dude. No, no, it's fair. It's fair. It's a little tough to describe, but... It's a music rhythm game... Set in Asia. Which Asia? It could be India. Could be China. Could be Korea. Could be Japan. The game is too vague. Like, are there villains? Are there... Don't get mad at me because you're not creative, Johnny. Are there... Is there blood? Is there any blood in this No, music it's game? a music rhythm game. There's no blood There's involved. There's no gore at all. No! <laughs> this isn't typing of the dead or whatever. Which is a real thing. Oh, man. Don't focus on my... I got my pitch worked up. I already... It's, Sega's a studio behind it. Sega's already taking care of it for me. This is no Game of the, uh, the Year, Andrew. It's not meant to be You're Game of the Year. You're supposed to pitch me a Game of the Year. That's not true. That was never the agreement. I just wanted... Oh, my phone again. Sorry. That was never the agreement. It just had to be a game. I didn't say this has to be like a not, not Naughty Dog level game. Well, that's what I'm wanting. I, like, you're pitching it to me. I'm financing this. Why'd you turn it... This is about you. Why'd you turn it around on me? You still haven't given me a fantasy racing game. I can do racing. Give me just Mario Kart with Shrek characters or something. Shrek characters? That's fantasy. What's a good fantasy film? There's Lord of the Rings. There's Harry Potter. There's uh, a... Would you put Alita? No, Alita's not fantasy. That's sci-fi, dude. Yeah. That's... Mm. I already told you which ones. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. See, Harry Potter. That could work. Everybody's writing brooms. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. Put them on broomsticks. Have them do laps. Okay, so everybody gets broomsticks. And magic stones. And I don't know what these stones do. What are the stones for, Andrew? They're the power-ups to use either to speed yourself up or to throw damage at other people. Okay. Why am I doing this for you? <laughs> this is not my my thing. Fantasy I know. You're not... supposed to struggle through it. That's the whole point. It's, it's a wow. brain. It's a yeah. brain. It's like a, we call it a warm-up activity to get you thinking. But I, I really don't consume any fantasy. At all, like... Okay, what about Marvel? Is there fantasy characters in Marvel? Yeah, there's Thor. Okay. There we, okay, we're getting somewhere. Thor Racing. All right, I like this. I like this idea. Is Mjolnir the vehicle? Are so, we riding Mjolnir? So we're racing around Midgard. 
Asserter and the the Executioner and the Enchantress and Hela are Loki. Are these all the racers? That's just the location though. Like, how did the vehicle? Is Asgard the location? Asgard's okay. Let's go with Asgard. Asgard is like it's like the Monaco five hundred, but it's the Asgard five hundred. Yeah, and there's a bunch of different tracks are all around like the island or the realm, whatever. You can go to Niflheim with the snow with the snow giants. Exactly. Yes. I'm making this too easy for you. <laughs> I'm giving you too much. Yeah, and then but the cars. How do the fu- how do the cars function? Do chariots just, could be chariots. Okay, could be chariots. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm giving you all the answers. No, I like chariots. We'll go with chariots. And then remember, they have like war vehicles too in Asgard. Remember that, like the things that carry the soldiers around, like the. What's the point if you could just carry a, a Milner and fly around? Is Milner the fastest vehicle? It's not a vehicle though. Can it be used as a vehicle? And if so, is it the uh, fastest? Transportation. Yeah. Is it the fastest form of transportation in Asgard? I would say so. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, who's making this? Who's making this? Uh, Are you giving this to Polyphony? Gran Turismo? Not Polyphony. They'll probably just laugh at you. I am going to give this to Blue Point Games. This isn't a remake of anything, though. <laughs> they mostly do remakes. Yeah, yeah. Are you just like they can just nail anything they do? I was going to give it to Kojima, but he's very sci-fi. Don't bother Kojima with this. No, no. This isn't for Kojima. He'll just look at you and just like... Get the fuck out. (laughs) Leave Japan. Get out of here. Hideo doesn't have time for you. (laughs) I know. I'm going to give it to Naughty Dog. Why did I know you were going to choose Naughty Dog? Yes, I will give it to Naughty Dog. And then we're going to make it a very personal, humanistic game. And I'll just... Get rid of all the fucking cars and make it about... Like, do they get... Something happen at the start of the game that the cars are all just gone? Uh, some shit happened. So we're going to get out of the main crux of, of the game, which is the cars, and then your character dies. <laughs> what? Your main character is going to die. So the game ends as soon as it starts? Yes. So your guy, your your car, your racer, your, the best of the best, he's going to die. And then your son will take over. And that, ladies and, and gentlemen, she has, a, she has a she has a mental breakdown. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Johnny is not a game developer. Thank you, Johnny. Not for fantasy, bro. Thank you for your pitch, Johnny. Thank you for your pitch. Maybe you'll have a, a some settings that work out better for you next week. Let me t- okay. I'll pick out another car next. I mean, another car, another card next time. Yeah, you're going to. All right. That's exactly how this works. This was a not experiment, Andrew. <laughs> this was a what? This was a very odd experience. Okay, I just wanted to establish. I like it though. Like, we'll try it again. All right. Well then, if you're done, Johnny, are you done? I think so. I think the audience really hates me for this. I hope so. This is why you're an architect and not a developer, Johnny. You you think too structurally of things, and you don't have enough. There's not as much creative energy involved in designing buildings, I guess. Sure. That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed our segues and our topics that we covered join us next week for another thrilling episode and and here's the thing i'm starting now johnny if you have a question or something you want to share with us revolving gaming go ahead and send us an email because i do have the email set up at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com that's duosensepodcast all together one word at yahoo.com why yahoo because that's the one I went with. Those are the easiest one I can think of. Why not Yahoo? 
know. Nobody uses Yahoo. It's like Gmail. It's the same thing. No, Gmail is great. It's it's somewhere to have an inter- a web address you at. Change it. I'm not gonna change it. At least not now. Ignore Johnny at DualSense Podcast at Yahoo.com. Thank you. What? No, you close it right. No. <laughs>